Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 163 for February 5th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here to bring you all the RPG news you can handle, which is mostly, well, you'll see. Uh, there's a theme this week. I've got here with me my normal cohorts, Ms. Anna Marie Newfeld. Tap dance, tap dance, tap dance. Tap dance. <laughs> Mr. Phil Willis. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations! Ooh, with energy. Go you. Woohoo! I got my ball. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and finally, Mr. John, you're worth. Uh, I'm announcing a plan to bottle Phil's energy and sell it as a new energy drink. Ooh, have to get FDA approval on that, probably. Probably. It might be a uh, poison risk. And, and and as I'm sitting on my ball, I'm drinking cola. Oh! Cola, oh! Yeah, it says right here, cola, and then O-H with an exclamation mark. So you know it's made to wake you up. It's the only cola that'll make you go, oh, yeah! But that might be the little ball I'm sitting on. Oh, okay. I I don't know, yeah. All right. (laughs) All right, what do we got to start for you today? I've got feedback. You guys left us feedback. Thank you so much. This was great. You guys left a lot of feedback. I was very happy. I asked for it last week. You gave me some. And it was all about the question, PSP, or excuse me, NGP versus 3DS. So, all right, here we go. First off, Azillus wrote in and said uh, something that's not about PSP and 3DS. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess our first piece of feedback is about Divinity 2. Because we had a question last week. What's going on with that enhanced version? Uh, Azillus says, about Divinity 2, the news story says that this version is enhanced over the original 360 version. It's the game plus the expansion that came out for the PC, which made numerous improvements over the original game plus new content. So I think the PC already has all the new stuff Atlas is taking to the 360. Actually, he said talking to the 360, but I'm, I'm going to change that to taking. Um, oh, wait, no, it's all the new stuff Atlas is talking up for the 360. All right, good job, Azillus. Uh, here's what we've got. The people agreed that this is probably the case. So looks like if you have a PC, you don't need to wait for this. As much as I like Atlas, it's like, why are you going to buy this on 360 when you can buy it right now? Oh. Do you prefer a controller? You prefer a console? You can put a controller on your computer. 360 UI? Because they are changing the UI. Are they That was something that they are definitely changing between the two versions. All right. Wow. I got a few friends who, who definitely insist on playing as many games as possible on a console versus a PC because of the couch experience. The couch. The couch. Got to be comfy with the couch and whatnot. But otherwise, right. if you if you, I, I would just say wait for a Steam sale because that's where I got mine. It was real cheap. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Next piece of feedback starts our 3DS versus NGP Gauntlet. Uh, probably be getting both portables at some point, says Sir Erdrich, in the distant or not-too-distant future, but after a few price drops and redesigns have come along. I'll probably be getting the 3DS first, as that one seems like it'll get a more manageable price tag first. So, let's see. Followed by Hero Killer Id, who said, uh, I, would perch- I will purchase both of the new handhelds at some point, but if I had to choose either right now, it would probably have to be the NGP. The battery life issue on the 3DS is pretty atrocious. And uh, talks about how battery means a lot to him. And so that's that's uh, two for 3DS. Shaman says, I'll definitely be getting a 3DS simply because of generations. Wait, what? Shaman. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go back and reread that letter, please. What? Go back and reread that letter, please. What letter? You just said two for 3DS. Yeah. Except, I'm pretty sure that the first sentence of that letter said he was going to get the NGP. No, he's not allowed to. So he's two for 3DS. Uh, oh, by- my apologies. <laughs> okay, okay. Now we're on the right track. <laughs> oh, let's see. Anna, your microphone is a bit hot. You might want to turn it down some. You're a bit louder than the other people on our Skype call. So just point that out. Sorry for you viewers at home. I know you like to hear Anna, but uh, she's coming in a bit high. Let's see. Uh, all right. So one for 3DS, one for NGP. That's better. Yeah, that is better. All right. Shaman says, I'll be getting a 3DS simply because of Generation 6 Pokemon, but I can be convinced to move up with an early Layton and some good JRPG content. NGP, I don't know. I'm half expecting the point of entry to be in the $450 Canadian range. And if it's going to be a dude bro machine, no thanks. 
Dude Bro. I don't know wow. what that means, but someone what later that suggested mean? that's a good band name. Dude Bro Machine. <laughs> dude Bro, look at your machine. Maybe that's what it is. It's just something that makes people go, Dude Bro. All right. So now that I'm not stupid, you two, guys two for 3DS. All need what do we need? To get up with the bro code, man. Did that NeoGAF Dude Bro game ever get made? <laughs> you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they took someone's post where they talk, complained about Dude Bro, that somebody made fun of an FPS by calling it Dude Bro, um, and they said they're going to make the game Dude Bro 2. My shit is so effed up that I got to shoot you slash slice you. It's straight up dog time. And uh, they made concept art and design <laughs> documents and all this stuff, but I don't know if they ever made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have a, they do have a site. They need to like bring that thing out on the on the Xbox Live Indie, but uh, never heard if it ever got made. Very interesting. Oh, latest w- updates as of January thirty first, twenty eleven. Um, Fanworks Metal Beard. They've got a soundtrack. They're still making progress, so you will get a Dude Bro game. It looks like. So don't you worry, dude. For the rest of the podcast, we should say Bro and Dude all the time. I don't think Dude oh. Bro will be on the bro. on the NGP though. Look, Phil, you can oh. do that, but. Should- Bro, that's hating. I think the rest of us have maintained enough, you know, brain cells to to avoid the... Bro, that's heinous. Let's see, what are they talking about in the chat room? Oh, they're not helping us with 3DS versus Oh, they're still arguing about things in the chat room. Yeah, they're talking about development studios. I don't know what's going on with that. All right. So, So, how many votes? uh, It it looks like uh, two to one, right? Okay. Yeah, two to one. Uh, Final Cypher Snow says, great podcast as always. I'll be tech... Take, ah, I will be taking among those who will be waiting on either device, seeing as I still have a backlog for both the DS and PSP. So instead of getting even more games, I'll just use this here to work through my current backlog. Um, well, that doesn't help us at all. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't choose. So we got, all right, two for 3DS, one for NGP, one undecided. And then finally, Caddyland. No, he's not undecided. He's declined. That's undecided. No, it's not. What is it then? One well, decline. he's made a decision. It's not like he's like, jeez. Oh, uh, I mean, his decision is not to buy it. All right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's choosing Raspberry, apparently. All right. Six years ago, uh, Caddy Land wrote in and said, six years ago, people were really excited about the PSP. It looked like the high-end handheld system in years that would have a lot of excuse me, the first high-end handheld system in years that would have a lot of software support. Now the PSP's fading fast. I can say that while I like the system, it had some nagging problems and the software seemed kind of average, often not really suited to portable use. Not sure what I think about Sony's next portable system yet. It could have high-quality software and the price structure could be reasonable. Time will tell. Uh, let's see. And the, not especially sold on the 3DS either. I have to budget my money and if I want to spend 250 bucks on entertainment, there are plenty of other options. If there's announcement of 3DS games that really sound promising, then maybe I'll buy it. Hmm. Well, and, and so I that's can understand that's too undecided. <laughs> yeah, and I can understand the sentiment. I mean, uh, you know, the PSP really, really floundered for a while, and part of it had to do with the, the hardware, and, and a good part of it had to do with the software releases and stuff. I, I really like, with the NGP, I really like, though, how they... It's clearly Sony has listened to a lot of the the feedback and and has really pulled to see what their consumers want because you see a lot of that in the specs for the NGP. Of course, um, its success though will hinge on how successful it actually all works, and uh, more importantly, the software you know lineup because you know if they do two years of mediocre games and remakes and ports and stuff, uh, it's it's not going to do too well and it's going to fall behind the, the the new 3DS really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The other problem is, is that. Yeah. Um, what? I just totally lost my shit. Right. the The other thing is, is that as we approach, um, you know, sort of. I'm not describing this well. As console games become more and more approachable, and I hate using that word, but it's just the most appropriate one I can think of right now. Because the console prices are dropping, handhelds look so much more expensive now. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I could get a 3DS for $250, but crap, a Wii is cheaper than that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
It's true. I mean, holy cow, you could pick up a, a tricked out Xbox for two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, yeah, and uh, so and isn't that the price of the three DS? Two hundred fifty bucks. I mean, hmm. are you going to get your kid a handheld for Christmas or a total gaming system? I mean, of course, if they have one or the other, but if they didn't have either one, hmm. yeah. I know a lot of kids, I mean, and a lot of these sales are driven by parents buying these things for their 7- to 12-year-old kids or whatever have you. But I know a lot of kids who have a DS but don't have a home console just yet because of the fact that the DS is a cheaper buy. But now that they're coming out with these new systems, they're going to be just as, if not more expensive than their console counterparts. Could that detrimentally impact their sales? Well, the question is, though, is how long long are those uh, new handhelds going to stay at that price? Um, I mean, for all we know, the 3DS could drop through the floor within six months. Yeah, but the DS didn't. No, you're right, it didn't. What about the PSP? Well, that was a bit of a train wreck, so I'm not sure it's a viable example. Hmm. Hmm. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I was just really asking. I didn't buy my PSP till like, two or three years when they finally started coming out with some decent games. Uh, I think I have a 2000. Yeah, that's when I got it. I have a 1000 or 2000? You have the old one. You have the brick. Yeah, I think I have a 1000. Yeah, that's a 1000. The brick. See, even the PSP trained me to wait for the second generation. (laughs) Wait for for the 2000. (laughs) Wait for the 2000. (laughs) Yeah, wait for the NGP 2000 and the 3DS Lite XLI. XLI. Yeah, <laughs> light XLI. I no, I don't think they'll do it all at once, Phil. They'll have the the D, 3DS Lite, the 3DS XL. Actually, um, what did they do? They had a Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP. So we've done SP, XL, Lite. What could they do? 3DS. Micro. How about 4DS or no 3DS Micro? No, they've been, no. yeah, 3DS ah. Micro SP DI. Got X. it. It's the 3DS Macro. It's going to be even bigger. It's going to be like two feet by three feet, and you're just going to carry it with you and be like, everything's 3D! <laughs> and you hit people with it, I guess. That'd be great. No, Chris. No? Do not hit people with your DS. All right, there was one other big thing that came up in the feedback this week, and that is that poutine is apparently awesome. So, And go, I would like to take that. this time to say na-na-na-na-boo-boo. Yeah. No, not not uh, not Putin. Not the not the guy. The the mushroom sauce on fries thing. Uh, or maybe what about that? Um, what about that stuff from Iceland where they like bury shark in the ground or something, and you eat that? Ludafisk. I something like that. I can't remember. Okay. Is this like when they bury the pigs in Hawaii? No, apparently this is actually good, John. So this is the, that's the difference here. Ah, yeah. Uh, everyone said it. I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's what they said. That's all I can tell you. They liked it. They liked it a lot. All right, guys. It's time for our news, and that's going to be special this week because I'm starting off with Release Date Gauntlet. It's time for Release Date Gauntlet, the special feature where we go over the fact that there is no news. All the companies are just letting us know when their games are coming out this year. So let's get started. Artanelica Koga telling us they're coming out on March 15, 2011, and they are also going to have a special, uh, let's see, Pre-order bonus, if you buy it now, you get the Cosmosphere calendar set, and it includes a CD soundtrack, a 40-page art book, and a beautiful Purge party calendar. Pick it up for 70 bucks. otherwise the regular one's like 60 Pretty good bonuses for 10 bucks. Axis told us Jacondia, the Timeless Lands, will be out on March 15, 2011 for PSP. You pre-order it at GameStop, you get a Jacondia-themed strap and a screen cleaner. And you otherwise you can oh the thirty bucks for either the physical version or the download version. So if you can do the physical version, get all the goodies. Pre-order at GameStop now. Trails in the Sky has a limited edition. This is a game coming from Xseed. The Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky is going to be out on when? Wait, when's it out? Where's the date? Where's the date? March, sometime in March. And it'll be soundtrack CD, a 13-inch by 19-and-a-half-inch poster, a replica Bracer Guild badge, all for 40 bucks. A standard version and digital download will also be available for 30 bucks. What system? Uh, that is uh, PSP. Thank you. Yeah. And Notice all these PSP them. games, by the way. Yeah, 
awesome. And everybody needs to go and buy this because it's like, isn't it the, like the first one of a trilogy? And, uh, and... No, it's the third one of a trilogy that was oh. terrible. Uh, some people like terrible. the trilogy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Like uh, actually, Trails in the Sky is apparently the start of a tr- standalone trilogy from Falcom. Oh, whoops, right. No, I'm thinking of the wrong one. Never mind. Don't mind me. The game, the prior three games were also a trilogy, I guess, and they were med- heavily modified ports by <laughs> Japanese developer Microvision that were localized by Namco Bandai. Uh, this one is developed completely by series creator Nihon Falcom and will be localized by Exceed Games. So... so- so everybody needs to pre-order and buy lots of copies of this, so they'll actually bring the other two out, because it would suck if I got this and couldn't play the other two. So I guess the idea is that the, the first three PSP Legend Hero games weren't good because of the they were bad ports or something, but the original versions well, were better. Well, they also had know. some mechanic issues yeah, and stuff. Well, yeah, but they were the heavily modified ports, so who knows? The, uh, this one, apparently, I don't know if it's good or not. It's going to be different, so don't judge it based on the first three Legend Heroes games. That's all I can tell you. And go pre-order it if you want that CD and stuff. Or I guess not even pre-order. Just get uh, just get the special edition. All right, our next game is Fallout New Vegas. So you guys have been playing it on PC, and you're like, how come we don't get DLC? All because the 360 people. <laughs> it was yeah, it was exclusive to the 360. Did you play it on PC, John? I haven't played it yet. What about you, Phil? Uh, I haven't played it yet. You haven't played I it. it. I haven't played it. Well, I've so talked I've, to people who've played it. I can tell they're just sad inside. They're like, they are. I want my feet. Hey. I want my DLC. Are they? Are they sad in the pants? I'm sad. Well, guess what? They can be happy now because PS3 and PC owners of the game will get the DLC on February 22nd, 2011. You're going to get the what's it called? Dead Money DLC. And there's a. There are three more DLC add-ons coming out in the coming months, and they will all be released simultaneously. So be happy. You get DLC. Happy, happy, happy joy, joy. Have fun no, in your no. post-apocalyptic Earth. Happy. <laughs> okay. Speaking of happy, no one's happier than the guys in Yakuza, and they're coming back on March 15, 2011 for Yakuza 4. It'll be coming out in the U.S., and let's see, there's a demo exclusively for PlayStation Plus users. That's me on February 15th, so that's a month ahead of time, because it'll be out on March 15th. And uh, it'll be launched to all PSN users, the demo will, a week later on February 22nd, so don't be too sad. You'll get plenty of time to play the demo, and you can enjoy that, and know that Yakuza 4 is coming out, and hopefully will not be as butchered as Yakuza 3 was, as far as those two Japanese-only areas that they cut out. Uh, Let's see. It's birthday time. The third birthday time. Aya Bredi. Aya Bredi. Aya Brea. She's having a wedding. Which is weird that it's called third birthday and she's having a wedding. But okay, she's going to have it on March 29, 2011. And they've got their all-star voice cast announced officially. Yvonne Strahovski, star of NBC's series Chuck, has been announced as a voice for Aya Brea. And she's excited and blah, 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 blah. Um, Kyle Madigan will be voiced by Jensen Ackles, star of the CW hit series. Uh, That sounds wrong. Does CW have hit series? I don't think they can. It's CW. All right. Anyway, he started the series Supernatural. So if you like either of them, you should be happy. And there's bonus things. So if you're in Europe, you get the third birthday twisted edition, which includes a 48 page hardcover out book, art book, two lithographs and a DLC code that gives lightning and Aya Brea outfit in Decidia Ode 1 to Duodecim, Final Fantasy. For more information about that, that's the way it's said. You have to say it that way. For more information about the third birthday, check out the game's official website. And if you're in the US, you can just cry yourself to sleep because there's no collector's edition announced here yet. Aww. So you can lord it over us, Quint. Yeah, Quint. Yay, something to lord over you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, compared to the hundreds of things that we can't. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the first first two games. Not that they were extremely super popular or anything like that. Um, and this game is clearly going a different direction. They've gone so far as to drop the Parasite Eve part now. <laughs> So I'm a little, I'm a little trepidatious. Uh, I'm going to be very interested to see how this, how this turns out. Mm. All right, the release date gauntlet continues, and that's with uh, you. You were talking about the first two games of the Parasite Eve series. What about the first two games of the Dungeon Siege series? Have you had a chance to play those? 
I have. And, um, I, I mean, they did some things really kind of cool. Um, I remember, you know, the fact that when you went through the different lands and stuff, you got to collect a whole party together. It, it was real time, but you had a whole party together. He used some um, very interesting graphical effects. When you'd go into a dungeon and stuff, there was no loading screen, which for that time was pretty awesome. Uh, for me personally, my personal taste, it was a little on the simplistic side. Um, I like my dungeon crawlers to have um, a lot of complicated statistics and stuff underneath the hood. But in, and for a lot of people, that made it easily accessible. So depending on what camp you came from, you may or may not have liked the first two. But um, uh, I'm really interested to see what this third one's going to do. Hmm. All right. Uh, I mean, they, they definitely got a chance to inject some new blood. It's been a while since, uh, since there's been a Dungeon Siege game. Yes, it has been. What's up with that? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> what's, what's up with that? What's up with that, bro? <laughs> what's up with that, dude, bro? <laughs> <laughs> dude, bro. <laughs> well, you're going to get a chance to play these first two games because uh, if you pre-order Dungeon Siege 3 on Steam, you're going to get copies of Dungeon Siege 1 and 2 as gifts. So and that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really cool of them to do. I mean, they were not they were not bad games. They're 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 not going to blow you away with their awesomeness these days. But they were really meaty and they were a fun little dungeon romps. And if you're looking for uh, you're looking for something kind of like a Diablo fix, but with a party of characters instead of just one, uh, you're gonna you know you'll enjoy your time with this, especially when it's uh, for free. <laughs> Yeah, and if you are looking for other things instead of those as your pre-order gifts, you can what? go to wait, Amazon. Wait, is there more, Chris? Yeah, there more? is more. If you go to Amazon instead of Steam for your pre-order, you get a ring called the Bite of the Arakun, which poisons enemies in-game. Uh, if you go to Best Buy, you get an in-game amulet titled the Sacred Health, or excuse me, Sacred Heart of the Legion, which gives you more health and pushes close combat assailants back each time the hit bearer is hit in battle. That sounds useful. And Walmart is offering a free mini comic and strategy guide for those who pre-order. So the so you know who do you want to pre-order at? You get different stuff. And GameStop has uh, two items. They get uh, the Burning Band of Scorch, which uh, increases the raw damage of the player's attacks while setting enemies ablaze. The second item is the Talisman of the Grand Mage, a necklace that can reduce incoming damage and grants the ability to perform a mystical attack that hits enemies in close range. So there you go. Fire! 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 (laughs) Okay. Wow. (laughs) Someone's excited to cast fire. Uh, Is everybody picking this one up or not? I might now that I know I can get the copies of the first two for free. I mean, if memory serves, you already played them though. You're the one who doesn't need them. (laughs) Well, I played the yeah that I played the first one. I never actually got around to the second one, and it was a long time ago. And it's free, and you know me, Chris. I I got to have a really huge backlog, and and free games is really hard to pass up. And they're not like I said, they're really not they're really not bad games. They're they're not going to blow you away with the writing or anything, but they're they're decent dungeon romps. Well, you only um, know that the first one is. You haven't played the second one. No, I just kind of listened to friends. Kira in the chat room says the second one was terrible. Really? Hmm. But another thing, you know, I also like to collect, I also like to have a lot of retro games and stuff. And definitely, the first one is definitely headed into retro game territory. And yet, if memory serves correctly, I don't believe those have ever been sold before. I don't ever remember picking those up through, I mean, through electronic distribution means. And I like having everything on mm. electronic distribution. I don't have it on my Steam account, and it's not an impulse, so maybe somebody can correct me if it's in one of the other ones, like uh, Gamersgate or something. Hmm. But I don't remember seeing those guys at all before. They're not in my collection. I must hmm. have. Let's see. I need to do something here with a photo. I need a Flickr account. I don't have a Flickr account. Flickr. Flickr. I okay. use... I use DeviantArt, but Flickr is probably a little bit more accessible and it's made more for photos. But oh. I do art too, so. Yeah. And and applications actually support it. I've never seen oh. an upload to DeviantArt in an application. There you go. Uh, oh, I know what I'll do. Easy. Perfect. So you save, you save, you save. All right. Yes, things not to do in a podcast number 154. Hold on, there's something I need to do here with a photo. But I'm doing it for the chat room's sake. So it's okay. 
And I needed to give you a little break because the release date gauntlet continues. And the next one up is Final Fantasy IV. You've been waiting for Final Fantasy IV to be complete. You said, I don't want to buy a Wii to play the sequel to Final Fantasy IV. The Wii is for babies. I don't need that. Well, we've got something for you. That's right. It's coming out on PSP, both Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy IV The After Years together in a collection for $29.99. And when does it hit? April 19, 2011. How can you be more excited? I'm telling you, it's cheaper than what I paid on the Wii. <laughs> is it? And I'm pretty sure it is. Those DLCs really added up pretty fast. I oh, want to say terrible. I spent over 40 bucks. Yeah, because they, they sold them in little chunks. I think they were like, if memory serves, and, and please, if someone's in the chat room, correct me if I'm wrong because my memory isn't all that great. But I want to say that the first and the last chunks were $10 and the other chunks were 6 Hmm. Um, but I could be wrong. I might be thinking of other DLC or something. I just remember it being kind of, or maybe it was like four and eight or something. But I remember at the, uh, I'll say that I spent over 40 bucks. At least that's what I think I paid. But yeah, if someone knows different, please let me know. You know, hmm. let's, let's join the chat channel here. Anybody, <laughs> no one's saying anything. Yeah, no one, no, no one has said anything. Bad people. <laughs> they don't know. Nobody bought it, dude. That's why this is being released on PSP. It's like, oh, that's on the Wii? I don't have one of those, or I don't want to turn that on, or mine's too full of dust, or mine stopped working when I played um, Little King Story, or something like that. <laughs> Everyone's got a different excuse, I think. Oh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. What is the... Oh, really, that's all there is on this story. It's just, enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. If you're wondering, the After Years actually debuted on mobile phones. That's probably mm. the driving force as to why it's a 2D series. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it did, it did look very basic on the Wii now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it'll feel a little more or less basic on your PSP. I'm not really sure. Mm, well, if they do it with the if they do it with the kind of like the Suedo 3D graphics and whatnot, yeah, it could look pretty good. I know it's not mentioned it's on a smaller screen. Yeah, it should look fine. It should look fine. On the Wii, it just, it does look kind of, it's not that it looks pixelated, it looks kind of lacking for some detail. Because you're stretching this out over a big screen. They did some enhancements so that it doesn't look like super pixelated or anything like that. I mean, it looks clean, but it does look a little um, lacking for detail. So, but if you put, if you were to take that high quality that was on the Wii and shrink it back down on the PSP screen, I think it would look rather good. Hmm. Fair enough. So I'm I'm excited about that. I think I'll pick that up. I don't know when I'm going to play it, though. There's so much coming out soon. Oh, my gosh. There's just so much coming out. We've got... Um, I just picked up... Well, I'll tell you about it later. I just picked up a new one. I've got another one coming next week. And the week after that is, like, Dragon Quest Six. And, oh, my gosh. It's just... Ah. And then we're very close to Tactics Ogre. Ooh, too much. Mm. Too much awesome. Too much too awesome. Too much awesomeness coming out at once. It's not right. It shouldn't be allowed. Or- Warning, Will Robinson, your pocketbook is getting empty. There you go. There you go. Okay, so, all right. You don't like the Wii. You don't necessarily like the PSP right now because it hasn't been giving you a lot of respect. Because mm-hmm. the games you want, they're not out for it, right? No, no, it hasn't. You're right. Um, well, good. Because I yeah. got a game for you. You're a Tales fan, right? You've been yeah, waiting yeah. for so long. Oh, so long. Oh my gosh. I got one the for pain. you. Do you? Oh my god. I got you're, one you're, for you that you're, you're going to love. <gasps> Tales of Graces F. It's coming to oh. North America. Oh, and That's right. Tales oh. of Graces F coming to North America. North America Namco Bandai has listened to your feedback. They actually Woo. said this. They said there is a strong existing fan base. The buzz became too big to ignore in a sense. Our company's new theme and challenge is how to embrace community. It's been a challenge for the JRPG in the U.S. market. As long as they are loyal to the title, why don't we embrace them? That's a starting point. Yes, it is. That's right. It's a starting point, Mr. Nerdy Voice. It's a starting point, and they're going to bring it out. Uh, it's going to be... We don't know what platform it's going to be on. Because <laughs> uh, if you'll remember, Tales of Graces F is uh, available for both PS3 and Wii, and they don't know which one they're going to put it out on. But they're working on that. Uh, well, enjoy it. I love that whole thing. It's like, yeah, we've 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 learned to listen to the consumer. Really? 
Oh, okay, because, you know, last time I ran a business, I, I just kind of thought that that was kind of the whole point, you know, please the consumers so they hand over their cash. I, I, well, I could have missed yeah, that in Business 101. <laughs> well, they also said, we, we've been trying to take our PR um, cues from Sega, but we found that their strategies don't seem to be working too well, so we decided to listen to... F- to fans this time. No, yeah, they didn't, they didn't actually shot. say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, 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 let's give them a shot. They're the ones with the cash after all. That's but, right. That's yeah. right. Hmm. Coolie. Yay. I'll take it on either the Wii or the PS3. Hook me up. That's right. Hmm. Oh, What's on. next? Oh, my stupid thing that's not working on my phone. But that's not what's next. Because what's next? Why do you need more? You just finally got the Tales of Graces thing you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I can always use more because I'm an American consumer and my appetite is insatiable. Well, what about, what, about, what about John? You're not American. Do you want more? Did, did we lose him? <laughs> did he fall in the ocean? Oh, right. John. Sorry, my microphone was muted. Oh, what have you been saying? What did we miss? Oh, I was just actually saying that Grace's F is a PS3 game. Well, there's it's also a Wii game. Yeah, but uh, the Wii one. The, the they Wii, said the they said in the story they don't they aren't sure which version they're bringing out. Well, they yeah, but the logo it. says Grace's F. Oh, F itself is a PS3 version. Yeah, uh, the original version was called Tales of Graces. The PS3 version is called Tales of Graces F. It is an, it's similar to the PS3 version of Vesperia, in that it's an expanded re-release there's like an entire new chapter of content and a bunch of other stuff did you did you hear about how they announced this by the way they had a puzzle and um this is weird they yeah gave out... they screwed it up oh they did they screwed they screwed it up because they thought people would take longer to solve it they t- the that ta- would take the them 40 fans. hours how do you figure that out i don't know how you decide how long it'll take people to solve something but yeah they said it'll take well, 40 the hours that they gave people they were going to give people the puzzle Mm-hmm. And then, like a week later, reveal the website. Uh-huh. Except the day before they were supposed to put out the puzzle, everyone found the website and started reporting about it. Yeah, and um, the the name of the website is a blatant reference to a character in Tales of Graces. So the the answer was was like obvious almost as soon as it as soon as the website came out. Yeah, and you had to like decode glyphs somehow. I don't know how you were supposed to solve it, but okay. They figured it out in nine hours, and yeah, it's like yay! But so, uh, don't, don't underestimate pissed off Tales fans. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the lesson. They've today. been waiting <laughs> for this puzzle. They're like, we want well, everything that comes out. We're gonna scrutinize it to see if it's about Tales of Graces. <laughs> we're gonna find it. You can't hide this game from us. It's our birthright as Tales fans. Yeah, give it to us now. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. Copy, paste, copy, paste. And I'm not just doing a bad Asian impression. I'm actually, well, I am doing that. But I'm also posting pictures into the chat room. Because apparently we're comparing game shelves in there. So I put up pictures of my game shelves. So there, they can see it. Uh, and that that was my big surprise for the chat room. I know they're going to hate that. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Didn't you? Do you read any anything anybody else says, Kiro? There's somebody who actually was posting game shelves earlier. Yes, you should take a picture of your four terabyte NAS where you store all your pirated games. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Oh, you dang. too can be part of this chat room back and forth if you kind of you're jealous. Like, why is he talking to the chat room? Why isn't he talking to me? I downloaded the show. You know, I love you. I thank you for downloading the show. You help make this show possible. There'd be no reason without you. But if you're in the chat room, I can talk to you while I'm doing the show. So if you go into the chat room, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Saturdays, uh, to pound RP Gamer on irc.esper.net, just get an IRC client, or just go to rpgamer.com slash live. I've got one there for you. You just log in, talk. You know, I still feel really bad for your Harvest Moon kitty that is, like, squished underneath your World of Warcraft <laughs> game card boxes. It's, it's right, um, yeah, it's right here. Poor thing. Yeah, it, it can't handle the weight of Blizzard. You know, and, and why should? But it, be it still looks happy. Yes, um, because it enjoys a challenge, like those people who played Demon Souls, 
and they are going to get another chance to experience a challenge in Dark Souls. Project Dark, the previously announced sequel project to Demon Souls, is now called Dark Souls. Now, this is not a direct sequel in any way, um, but it's also going to it's going to share a lot of feel, of the feel and um, you know kind of the, the the way that that game worked. This game will also be trial and error, for example. It won't share the same story or the same world, um, and it will also not be connected by a hub. Instead, all the maps in the game will connect together, making the game more about exploration and self-discovery. You're going to focus on more complex level and dungeon designs, and it'll be closer to a dark medieval high fantasy setting. Um, hmm. Instead of, I don't know what Demon Souls was, because I thought that was a fantasy setting as well. But, all right, whatever. Yeah. I guess yeah, this I means there's elves instead of dirt. Um, I guess that's the difference. And, uh, oh, the multiplayer um, will be both co-op and PvP, just like the first one. The whole world tendency thing has uh, been removed, and there's also no need for dedicated servers for the game. So I guess that'll be cheaper for them to run it. And there you go, Dark Souls. Enjoy your sequel project thing. Mm. We still don't know when it's coming out, though. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know when that's coming out, but I do know when you'll be able to play Dragon Age 2. So check this out. There is going to be a demo coming out. If you work at GameStop, you're going to get a chance to play the demo on February 11th. You're going to be given a code, and you can enter it, and you play the demo. If you don't, the demo comes out to a wider audience on February 23rd. Da, 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 to all, all consumers. We don't know how it's going to be delivered, but that's how the, de- the dem- that's when the demo will come out. So, who's waiting for this one? Not I, sadly. Demo. I need to finish the first one. Yeah, (laughs) finish the first one. I mean, and you know, on one hand, yeah, I definitely would like to check out the demo to see how well it plays compared to the first one. Because I know there's been a lot of talk about what they're changing for both the PC and the console. It's going to be two different experiences in terms of how they're handling the combat and stuff. So that that really seems very interesting to me. I I really want to see how that turns out. On the other hand, um, Dragon Age Origins 1, just like the DS Lite taught me to wait for the second generation, um, Dragon Age taught me to wait for the Game of the Year edition. If, uh, if you'd waited just 14 months, you would have gotten the game with all of the expansions and DLC for 25 bucks on Steam or an Impulse <laughs> instead of paying a combined total of 120 bucks or so. so yeah, uh, I, I, bought the, I bought the damn Game of the Year edition because it was cheaper than buying all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I might... I, I definitely want to play... I want to see how the gameplay is going to change, but for me, we'll probably wait until the Game of the Year edition, 14 months from now, give or take. And you're just not interested in it, John? No, I'm not interested. Okay. And Anna doesn't play PC games other than WoW and free-to-play MMOs. Mm. She also doesn't free. unmute herself so she can talk. <laughs> well, hey, I, I forgot to do that. No. <laughs> Everybody does that on my show. <laughs> it's 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 actually part of the contract I make you sign. You will forget to unmute yourself. I hope she's unmuted herself now, though, because it's time to hear from her about faction. So the first thing I'm going to do is read the letter I got about this. Um, in my in my inbox, it said faction closed beta invitation. Faction, if you haven't heard, is spelled F A X I O N. It's a uh, it's an MMO that's coming out. So it's called <clears throat> first line in the email. Congratulations, you have died. We have all been hard at work preparing the afterlife for your arrival, and the time has come for us to open the gates of limbo. The powers that be have pronounced that you be invited to participate in closed beta for faction online. So Anna, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna need to explain this one for us, Anna. Assuming she's here. She's not here. She ran away. Did she AFK? She did oh, yeah. AFK. Look at that. She afk she, four minutes ago. So, okay. Yeah. I need filler. Um, mm, uh, new movies and shows available on the PlayStation Store this week. Featured this week, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit 2011. Catch up on the last 11 years now before 2011 beauties are revealed. That's right. That, you can look at ladies who are ugly now, but looked hot 11 years ago. Go pick that up. Also available, Red, the movie with Morgan Freeman and Bruce Willis in it, because that made sense. Saw, the final chapter, which I bet will not be the final chapter. The Social Network, Secretariat, Takers, and Burt Reynolds in a movie called Buried. 
coming soon. Life as we know it, Paranormal Activity 2, Unstoppable, and Due Date. So who's excited for that? Nobody. Sure. Sure. Oh, the top 10 on PlayStation stores for movies and TV shows are The Social Network, The Other Guys, Schmucks, or Dinner for Schmucks, Devil, Wall Street... People are going to see Devil? That's scary. Wall Street Money, Inception... Why is Inception lower than, like, Dinner for Schmucks? Uh, Resident Evil Afterlife... Because people are stupid. uh, People have already (laughs) seen Inception, probably. The Town Extended Cut, Machete. Yeah, it's a movie called Machete. And Despicable Me, which I hear is a good kids movie. Hmm. Yeah, Despicable Me was pretty pretty cute. It was kind of fun. We we watched it on the plane trip over to Timbuktu. So. We still don't have Anna back. Uh, Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles news in oh, my she inbox. Is back. Oh, she is. Hi. What? What did we, I miss? Uh, the toss to you for faction. Oh, my apologies. I said, I said, my, I got an email that said, you have died. Yes. Congratulations, you have died. And I didn't know what it meant. So, Anna, tell me what it means. <laughs> well, it means that you are on your way to a beautiful trip through the gates of limbo. No. <laughs> so faction uh is a game about um basically the battle between heaven and hell and you do start out in limbo and you do sort of some introductory missions and and go from there so you, you pick a side when you die or start the game and uh it's uh it, it's pretty uh pvp intensive once you get out of the starting area i i was mostly playing the alpha and I was showing people around so I wasn't combating people a lot I was showing people quests and stuff but it's going to be an interesting game definitely has a uh, a very tongue in cheek sense of humor so uh, for example you go up to the, the vendors and the guy who sells shields is called Blocks oh goodness and uh, the, uh, the the cloth armor vendor is called Anjo so Joanne is a fabric oh, store. Oh, right, States. Joanne. Right. Yes. That we, we one is there. just a bit too ex- obscure, I think. I don't think so. So, and of course, the leather merchant is called Dominatrix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, this this game is definitely has no problem stepping way over the line. Um, I can't talk a ton about it right now. But if people want to go to to the faction website, they can definitely sign up. The closed beta is going on now and try it out. Mm. Does it come with a free cell phone ring? (laughs) Yes. That would be awesome if it did. It should. Now, we've announced it right here. Special DLC, free cell phone faction ring. You are dead. You're dead. You're dead. Oh, yes, you're dead. Yes, you're dead. Is that how it goes? No. Yeah, that's how it goes. Chris, don't don't give up the day don't job. Don't give up the day job. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna go work for Sony because uh, they're coming up with innovative ways of getting you the games you already own back on your next generation portable. Yes. So check this out. If you've bought games on the PSN, obviously you can just download them and play them on the NGP. They already said that. You could buy games that you hadn't bought on the PSN yet and play them on your PSP on your NGP. Sorry. So what? about those games that aren't out on PSN. Well, they're going to keep trying to get companies to, you know, release them, which we don't understand why in the world companies won't release them, but they're going to, and they're going to keep working on that. Maybe the companies don't want to piss off GameStop or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the other thing they're going to do is work on releasing PSP games in a new card-based format. So it would be a like a little memory card thing. You put it in there, kind of like how the games, I guess, are released, like the normal NGP games. Put it in there, play your PSP game. Um, and they also are looking into whether they could let you trade in UMDs you have. They're currently investigating various possibilities about how to get your UMD games converted into such a way that you could play it on your NGP. However, if you remember how that went down in Europe and the US with the PlayStation Go or the PSP Go, it didn't go very well, so don't hold your breath. You're probably mm. not going to be able to trade them in. But at least they're thinking about it, right? Yeah? Yeah, they keep on thinking real hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you for your feedback. We have submitted your suggestion to our development team. Ah, <laughs> uh, good one. There yeah, you go. sounds like sounds like the go. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. well. Oh, uh, let's see. Wow. Talk about how people are using OnLive to totally screw over EA Sports games by making EA accounts on OnLive and using them to play pirated copies of games. How would that work? Mm, very carefully, I you guess. Still, they're still pirating the game anyway, so I don't think that's really screwing EA Sports over. Yeah. Oh, I'm not really sure how that would work. I'm I mean, trying to think they have to pirate the game either way, right? <laughs> So I mean, they're well, getting online updates and playing online. Oh, you normally need a code with the game to do that. Is that how that works? Like, okay. if you have, if you yeah, have, a you game. normally need to buy a new copy of the game and get a code or buy a code or something like that. But on live, since they're play, they set up a deal with on live apparently that just lets you sign up for the account. Since it's on on live, you aren't going to have a code. So, hmm. So if someone, if you had a pirated version of the game on your hard drive, um, or you somehow downloaded from EA Downloader, which EA Downloader, unlike Steam, doesn't really do the whole certification thing every time you boot up a game or anything. Once it's right. on your computer, it runs independently. So if if you use, so basically, if I if a friend came over, used his EA Downloader code, downloaded you know Madden whatever on my computer, then I can log in with my Windows ID, and it's just going to run okay. Online. Yeah, well, you're logging in with your EA account ID at, into your pirated game, and you get the updates. So you're still pirating the game either way, and you're getting updates for the game because you have an EA account that has been activated based on your online on your OnLive plane. So you're kind of screwing them out at twelve bucks because you have to pay three bucks to OnLive for the for the uh, for the right to try the game at all. That's their minimum rental. And then uh, it would probably cost, what, like 15 bucks to get a code if, if you bought a used copy of the game, something like that. That's what they usually charge. So that's, that's interesting. So they're circumventing that big anti-piracy thing. Hmm. Yeah, what a surprise. Pirates have cracked another. <laughs> yeah. And Kiro's saying they don't even sell an account, so you can only get it if you buy a new copy. So, yeah. So that's that's one of their new ways of anti-piracy that's supposed to not feel so bad. And people have cracked it, too, of course. So what are you going to say? People are jerks. They're going to keep doing it. But uh, for the rest of us, it's probably still... I, I bet it's still, on the whole, encouraging more people to buy it than before they did that weird stuff. Oh, there, Master Chief says you can buy the online passes on Xbox Live and PSN. So you're kind of well, only screwing them out of that. If you were going to pirate, you're going to pirate. So... Yeah, Whatever. hopefully this won't convince more um, publishers to put that whole constantly having to be online and logged in to play your game stuff that I don't like. No! Oh, God, no, no. I hate we that. We don't want that. We don't want that. Bad, bad. His foul. And and did you all hear, I mean, not that it's super RPG-related, but isn't PlayStation, uh, I heard that, uh, what's the company that comes out with Bionic Commando? The new Rearm 2 game is on the PlayStation Network is going to require you to be logged into the PlayStation Network to play it. So now you're getting that scheme on your PlayStation 3. Hmm. Yeah, it's Bionic Commando. Yeah, Who does uh, that? It's the... It's that Activision? the Capcom game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Capcom, that's it, yeah. Yeah, uh, coming up. Commando Rearm 2. So this is the thing that confuses me, though, is there's actually no online component, but it still requires you to be online at all times. Right, it's like a... I mean, I literally could not play that game. Like, I don't have wireless here. Yeah, and that's but that's what they're doing. It's the same thing with, you know, like some of those games on the, the PC, like Assassin's Creed 2, that really is not a multiplayer game. I mean, you know, most of it's single player. And they make you connect no matter what. As soon as you lose connection, your game drops. I mean, Assassin's Creed 2 has a multiplayer mode, but I want to command a rearm 2, it's nothing. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't even have that. Yeah. So, boy, I remember when Command & Conquer 4 came out. I'm a big fan of Command & Conquer series, but it got blasted. Uh, for having that that requirement when you were even playing the single player component, and uh, and because of that, a lot of people, including myself, didn't buy it. It was so funny because the game came out, and one week later, I looked at the GameSpot user scores. It was like three, <laughs> three out of ten, because <laughs> the users were so livid about that copy protection scheme. And now it's coming to my PlayStation. That's okay. I won't be buying. I won't be buying Rearmed Two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Don't like being punished. 
Hmm. Let's see. Oh, is that it for news this week? Uh, yeah. I think that's almost it, except it isn't because EA has found another way to get Old Republic in the news flow again. So check this out. Old Republic, the MMO that keeps getting talked about but keeps not coming out, is got another update. This time they've said how much they need to to get to subscribe in order to make the game profitable. They said, "Hey, yo, we need about 500,000 people and then the game will be substantially yeah, substantially profitable." But it's not the kind of thing we would write home about. So I would write home about something being substantially profitable, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I think that's, that's called a success, and you'd probably want to tell people you had a success, but apparently that's not good enough for John Riccatello. He said, anything north of a million subscribers, it's a very profitable business. So apparently substantially profitable is not the same as very profitable. I don't know how that works, but he wants to be very profitable. Uh the- this is, I, I think he went on to say, like, you know, that they aren't worried about WoW, but they'd love to get up to the, it's like, they, we'd be happy with 500,000, but we kind of like, you know, we want to do more. Like, what, 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 how do you do both? I don't get that. Hmm. But, well, I mean, well, it, I mean, this is good. I mean, as far as how this affects RP gamers or whatnot that are looking at Knights of the Old Republic, um, this is good news for them because it's it means that clearly this game doesn't have to be anywhere close to the level of wow in terms of number of subscribers and you know that the game's going to keep running it's not going you know they're not going to pull the plug on it because it came up you know short of a million or uh 12 million or whatever warcraft's up to these days um listen to this listen to this here i've got his quote it's our view that we can be very successful without fundamentally challenging the market leader because we think we'll probably hit the smaller competitors harder when we get out there. He's referring to WoW, of course, as the market leader. Of course, we have no particular ambition to be a distant number two. Our ambitions are higher than that. But we throttle back a little bit relative to our financial projections. Okay, so we could be successful without taking out World of Warcraft, but we want to take out World of Warcraft. Well, <laughs> what, what do you is... want to do? <laughs> do you want to be substantial? I don't know what they want. He wants everything, well, but he can't have everything. And he's like, well, we'll be okay with not everything, but we want everything. It's kind of some doublespeak going on there. But, I mean, because on one hand, you're under pressure to, you know, come up with this attitude when you're the leader of a team to say, we are going to be the best. But, of course, uh, you know, at the same time, Warcraft has that bar set so impossibly high that if you don't at least somehow recognize that, you might come across looking a little stupid. <laughs> so maybe he's trying to do both, say, we're going to be best, but we're not going to be best. But we, but we really want to be the best. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. And that's, yeah, I think right now being a strong number two would be the best that any that, that anybody could really hope for right now. Hmm. Uh, okay, so it's kind of weird. Check this out. He goes on to say he criticizes news outlets. And by news outlets, of course, he means blogs because our industry doesn't know how to have real news outlets anymore. Quote, there's been a fair amount of talk on various blogs describing older public development. Uh, spend describing, uh, it's so weirdly phrased describing the spending as being vastly higher than anything we've ever put in place, he said. Don't read gamer blogs as having any substance. They bring a chuckle, but they also bring a frustration for those that are being responsible with the management of EA's R&D dollars. That's what Riccatello says. And, mm-hmm. you know, I usually agree. The blogs like Kotaku, Destructoid, and stuff, don't, don't take them too seriously. Most of the stuff they write is crap, you know. It's just fun to read. Uh, the problem is, uh, Gama Sutra here continues their next line and says, In May, EA CFO, Chief Financial Officer, so he knows how their money's being spent, Scott Brown said the game was, quote, the largest R&D project EA has ever undertaken in terms of total dollars that we expect to spend bringing the title to market. So, um, mm-hmm. that's not gamer blogs. That's your CFO, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, and Gama Sutra says nothing other than that. The, the, they, they're so good at reporting, they're like, here's just the facts, you put it together. <laughs> mm. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's just these gaming blogs. No, it's your CFO. Oh, him. <laughs> Whatever. Well, 
I mean, the proof's going to be in, in the pudding, so to speak. When it comes out, there's no – I'm sure there's very little doubt that it'll get you know a half a million copies at least you know sold and get those people on. The question is going to be whether or not they can actually keep those half a million subscribers on for more than you know a couple of months. There's got to be enough depth and content there to really make it a meaty MMO, uh, to make it – successful in the long run because there, there's no doubt that these guys have put a ton of money into this as a long development cycle they're going to need to hold a good subscriber base for a while to get a return on their investment and then to be able to start pumping more money into it to to make it you know as all of the most need to become bigger and bigger and better you know over the years um or they die out so we'll, we'll see what happens hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry reading master chief's comments and um and and the, the channel too funny <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> uh, oh they're talking about piracy yeah 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 they're the totally trick, the, the trick is to make it difficult enough for joe six pack can't just download something on a flash card and go <laughs> yeah Joe's. you'd think that would be the goal yeah <laughs> oops okay um that's it that's news it's time for picks john your do you have a pick for us Tales of Grace is F. <laughs> you actually have it? Yes, I, I imported it. Ooh, okay. Tell us about it. Um, it's okay. One, the one thing I will say, the if the if people enjoy um the combat in Tales games, Tales of Grace is F improves on um Vesperia's combat. It's pretty much all you really need to know about it. It it's just better. It just is. Okay. It, yeah, I mean, if I wanted to be more specific, the removal of um, TP and using something similar to the Tales of Destiny remake uh, chain capacity system has definitely been a big help in improving um, how sort of smooth combat flows. Um, I mean, some people will find the cast of characters weaker than the previous entry that most of them played, which will probably be Tales of Asperia on the 360. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm not going to, um, draw any, uh, conclusive opinions on the characters until I've actually finished the game because the Tales series likes pulling twists on us. Nice. So, that is pretty much my, my pick of the week because I've been playing it for most of it. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's all you got though, huh? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, what else we got? That's it. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of fixing our... We've been getting a lot of spam from somebody, and I'm just fixing that right now because I'm going to forget about it if I don't. I'm sorry. Let me fix this. All right, done. Okay, so Tales of Graces F. Sounds cool. I want it. Phil, give me a game I want more. <laughs> well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> oh, come on! Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I, I don't get a lot of time to play a lot of video games lately. I'm still working my way through grotesque tactics, and I really don't have anything substantial uh, to add to what I've already said last week. Um, so I guess I could, you know, not that you're gonna want to go out and buy it, but I'm really having a blast playing Pathfinder. And uh, we're going to have uh, the staff, some of the staff members uh, and I are going to get together tonight and try a game over the internet. But in playing with the playing with the young guys upstairs, um, we are just having an absolute blast. And I'm really appreciating the more I get into the system, the more I appreciate what um, Paizo has done with the D&D 3.5 system. It definitely feels more balanced. It's a little bit faster, a little bit simpler but still retains all the core elements from those people who grew up with uh, D&D 3 and 3.5, and if they liked it at all, this is definitely a, a better experience at the end of the day without totally going off a deep end and, and with D&D 4.0, which is an entirely different experience altogether. I have a friend who's playing 4.0 in the store, a uh, game store that we have here, and um, every time he tells me a story about what's going on with 4.0, I, I want to laugh. So um, someone one day is going to have to Skype me and just sit me down and explain to me the one hit point minion thing. Because in Dungeons & Dragons 4.0, your bad guys have minions, and they have one hit point, regardless of what level they are. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me one day. One hit point, I just, yeah. I thought cockroaches had one hit point. So, anywho, but we're having a ton, a ton of fun with Pathfinder. And so hopefully after a couple of sessions over the internet, I'll have an update for everybody as far as how well those are going. 
and uh, and how and how well this translates to an online experience with Skype and virtual tabletop software and and whatnot. But um, that's that's all I can talk about, unfortunately, because because hmm. I don't get to go out and play games. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah, it's sad, but I'll keep buying them after they come out with a game of the year edition. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho, next. <laughs> yes, next indeed. Um, let's see. Who is next? I don't is even Anna know. still here? Yeah. Anna would be next. Anna. She's I, not here. Never, you know what's funny, though? Oh, oh, Mike. Never... Microphone. Is that better? Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Uh, I don't. What have I played this week? I don't know. I don't even remember what Phil played, and he just said it. Uh, Pathfinders. Pathfinder, right? Yes, I want to play that. That's weird because I actually hey. want to play that. <laughs> hey, if you want, if you want to join us, we'll roll you up a character. Hey, I want to play that more than Tales of Graces F. You succeeded. Yay! <laughs> but, but play Tales of Graces F. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. This week has been like cleaning my room and cross stitching and working. <laughs> You don't play so, anything. So, so cross-stitching is your pick of the week. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, my, my pick of the week is my Super Smash Brothers cross-stitch. <laughs> which is almost done. Okay. I will play more games next Wow, week. fail. Hey, right. actually, you should... Uh, you've been playing games this week, I Chris. have been playing games. I finished off Enslaved, which I liked, but the ending was freaking weird. Um, I finished off um, Limbo on the 360. Or I started and finished Limbo. That was kind of cool. And what else did I do? I played through a ton of trial Xbox Live indie games that I've been piling up and figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like. And I spammed Twitter with my little reviews, my one-line reviews of them all. That was cool. Especially the Japanese one where you were jumping over cats and collecting acorns and you were a little girl with a big leaf over her head. And there was Mario music. Yeah, it had good music. It was weird. <laughs> uh, what else did I actually play? Mm, mm, oh, right. I bought Ghost Trick. So this is definitely my pick of the week. If you haven't picked this up and you like any of the Phoenix Wright games, you owe yourself to pick this one up. All right. Oh, and by the way, if you're in Canada, you're screwed because it's discontinued here already. Well, go import it from the U.S. It's not that hard. Uh, pick up Ghost Trick. Very cool game. It's made by the same guy who did like the Phoenix Wright games. So, and uh, so, how does this one work? You you're dead, and you got to possess stuff as a ghost. And basically, each scenario that you're in is a puzzle, and you need to figure out what to possess and what to do to to kind of ob- ob- achieve your objective. Like the first stage, you need to stop somebody from getting shot. So you need to stop somebody who's got a gun and you need to drop stuff on their head or hit them with stuff or become a guitar and and distract them with music um, in order to keep them from hurting the girl. So it's kind of structured in a similar way to to a cross-examination of Phoenix Wright where you get a, a chance to go through these four-minute periods where you can make a change in someone's life, and you can go through it as, as many times as you want. Just like in a cross-examination, you can start over and try presenting evidence and stuff again. So you, get, uh, you go through it over and over again and keep trying to progress the story and learning bits and pieces by trying stuff and failing or listening to things people say and get clues about what maybe you should try instead or this is what happened last time. What if I try doing it this way this time and and so it's it's very similar structure as far as gameplay mechanics uh, it, it it evokes a feeling of like trying to um tackle a puzzle in phoenix right because they've got the same kind of you know flashes of inspiration or i just collected this important piece of information and now i can put these things together oh it didn't work out this time but i can try it again and start over again and and give it another try and now with this extra information i'm going to do better and they've got kind of similar sound effects library it sounds like they have the same guy doing music i don't know if that's true but it's a very similar musical feel so as a fan of those phoenix Wright games um the story here is pretty fun and the story and the gameplay is really fun and it evokes that that puzzle feeling that those other games also evoked so as a as a fan of that genre and uh i am really enjoying this even though it doesn't take place in a courtroom so i highly recommend it i think people should give it a shot go watch some videos of it uh and uh try it if you you can find somebody who has it otherwise just buy it it's a great game 
um, if, if you like those sorts of puzzly slash narrative games like the Phoenix Wright series. So highly recommended. Ghost Trick, really enjoying it. Go pick it up. The end. And I think that is the end. We finished. Way, we finished. Yay. All right. I hope you enjoyed our release date gauntlet. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to ask you to do a favor to us. Uh, leave us some feedback for the show. Email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. Email us an MP3 file at podcast.rpgamer.com and we'll play it on the show. If you don't want to do that, just call us at 608-729-4098. Give us, uh, give us a voicemail. We'll leave that on the show. Or leave your feedback in the message board thread at board.rpgamer.com. Or if you go to rpgamer.com slash rpgcast, you can just click on the top link there to get right into the thread and discuss with and us. And I'm going to interject with a topic suggestion. Yeah. So with all this release date stuff coming up, what do people think about some of these pre-order bonuses coming up? And has a pre-order itself convinced you to buy a game? And last one is, what do people <laughs> think about these pre-order bonuses that are different depending on where you How much feedback do you it? want? <laughs> It's those, three questions. Those are three separate discussion topics. We could have yes, a half hour on that each. Way, that way people can pick and choose what they want to talk all about. Right. So there you go. I don't even remember what they all are, but what do you think about all the releases? What do you think about the release bonuses? Have they ever made you buy a game? And do you think, what do you think about exclusive pre, pre-order bonuses? Because I hate those. I hate those. Yeah. But I think that's it. Anything you want to leave the people with? The only reason that you hate them is because you obsessively feel the need to determine which one is your best pre-order bonus. Oh, but we can't debate that now, Anna. You made that discussion topic for next week. So, we'll get to that next week. Fine then. Ha ha. Ha ha. Leave metric tons of feedback. Yes, that's what we want. And we'll see you all next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye now.